Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My name is Mel. I'm Helen. And I'm Janet. Now that summer is upon us, what's been on top of our minds other than cold boba drinks, summer travel plans, beach, sun, and fun? Getting that beach body ready for all of the above. Fitness is a journey and one that can begin at any point in our lives. For some of us, the fitness day ones seem to come just about every week, but for the most part, we try and stay fairly consistent. Physical fitness is a state of health and well-being, and more specifically, the ability to perform aspects of daily activities without much fatigue. A lot of our listeners have been writing into us about our fitness activities and daily workouts, so this one's for you. So ladies, just to kick it off, when did you start learning about fitness? Let's go way back. When was fitness a thing in your mind of like, oh, I am working out for maybe to achieve something or I know this is good for me? I know the answer to the first part of your question. When did I start learning about fitness? It was elementary school. We did PE every mm, single day. I used to hate PE. I, that's the thing. I didn't know it was good for me. I just dreaded it so much. Yeah. I don't like physical activity. You guys know that about me. What did you dread about? Was it kids would be seeing you like running or attempting to run or like doing these physical activities that was out of your comfort zone? Did you sweat a lot? Like, what was it about fitness that you didn't like or PE? I don't think I like sweating. Well, actually, no, it's more like I don't like being uncomfortable. Like anyone else mm. doesn't like being comfortable. But I remember being in PE and it felt really awkward. I was always out of breath. I hated running. Mm. Like running for me is like the thing I dreaded the most out of all the physical activities. And I think even when like the little moments where you have to touch your toes, like, oh, I touch your toes for five seconds or oh, whatever. All the fitness tests that they made yeah. you do. Yeah. But even just like uh, even elementary school, they're like, oh, like touch your toes. I used to feel so insecure because I could never touch my toes. I didn't mind doing arm circles because I could do that, <laughs> you know, but touching my toes, I'm like, oh, I can't touch my toes. Did you like bend your knees a little bit? Yeah. To try or like, like I would like, you know, down, yeah, pretend yeah. and I'll look up again and I go back down, you know? In PE, did you have like team sports? So I know they, the running was something they made you do just kind of like a fitness testing and stuff, mm-hmm. but we used to do like dodgeball and then... Did you guys do that? I, I used to hate. I was because I got hit in the face with. Oh, oh no. so I was, Yeah, I was like, this is not. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I remember in elementary school we had capture the flag, and that's something I enjoy because oh, yeah, it's more yeah. competitive. Yeah. When it comes to kickball or dodgeball 
or anything else with the ball. Yeah. Mm. I was kind of like, oh, I felt kind of not, really not into as. Into I hated dodgeball, but I actually, I remember liking softball. Oh. Like I was into like the pitching because I was like, oh, I don't really have to move. I just stand in one place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I did enjoy, like I remember middle school though, because I think we had PE until high school, right? Like we had to do it every single yeah. day. Mm-hmm. I liked it when it was like the dancing part. Like, oh, let's do a dance for a month. And like that was something I was okay with. But everything else I'm like, no, I'm good. So just specific things that you felt comfortable doing. Yeah. You were okay with. Wow, yeah. I'm such a, at a young age, I was such a prude. <laughs> Do you think that impacted maybe how you viewed fitness in high school? Mm, yeah, later. Oh, totally. I know you two, are t- you guys were more involved in like athletic sports in high school, right? But for me, I was always the last one running the mile. Like my time was like 14 minutes while everyone was like, oh, nine minutes. I just like really didn't like running. I think because when you're running and you can see how people are fast and you can see who's slow, it's like really apparent who is the slowest runner. Yeah. I felt super insecure because mm. I'm like, I can't, my stamina is not as high. I was very ashamed of being a slow runner, but that's why I never did track and field or anything. But how about you guys? Helen, how about you? I always liked PE. I feel like I was always like very active when I was younger. That was always like the class I looked forward to because then I could like run around and like F around and, yeah. you know, just mm. be active, which I really liked. I remember being a really bad runner when I was in in sixth grade so I actually did track and field and that was the first sport I'd ever did and it was like a very traumatic memory because I did the 600 which I think it's just one and a half around the field mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't practice it beforehand I think my coach just stuck me into the 600 you know how they like stagger on the on the track field mm-hmm. um, so I was like at the front and I couldn't see anyone behind me so I was like the furthest away from the middle of the circle which means that you're like always stacked a little bit ahead of everyone else uh-huh. yeah. so that you know in terms of just like distance wise mm-hmm. right that makes the most sense and I remember like when the gunshot or whatever I like gunned it and I only ran like halfway around the track and then I started walking like the rest of the full track and I saw everyone pass by me and it was just the most embarrassing thing ever and people like towards the end towards the finish line they started like standing up and clapping for me uh-huh. like you can do it oh my gosh and I'm like I'm just walking <laughs> I'm not even running anymore because I was so tired and that was like the most traumatic thing that ever happened in terms of fitness and that was the first time I ever did it too and I remember in like high school I was like okay I'm gonna do track and field again just like not have that be the lasting memory in my mm. mind of like running yeah so then did track in high school and i think that helped me get over the fear of of running that's yeah. interesting that both of you had kind of negative experiences with physical activity and i i've had a similar thing and i i don't know if it was kind of the being a woman being mm-hmm. like culturally asian or what it is but it always yeah having it having an insecure experience really mm-hmm. did it means that you had to kind of overcome it or make a decision to actively reparticipate later yeah. in life in some way because I also I remember I hated running there was a period where I would run like the 10-ish minute miles but I would get to the point where I was like I think there's like something physically wrong like I'm like do I have asthma mm-hmm. or like what because yeah. I don't think it should hurt this much yeah. <laughs> but I actually started before PE I was in ballet and dance classes from a really young age around like five-ish mm-hmm. so I looked at that as different than PE sports Mm because I loved dance dance was like a fun activity and like you would sweat and you would work out but it didn't feel like a workout Mm -hmm. versus PE felt like it was very like yeah I think because you're mixed in with the boys and then like physically you're like a little bit smaller for Asian female and so I always felt like I didn't have positive experiences and then in high school I went into track mostly to avoid PE because our Uh school like you had to do PE unless you did something else and it sounds like counterintuitive, but yeah. I had a really good friend who was in track and she's like, hey, you know, like then we can hang out and then it's like more of a fun activity. She did distance running and I was like, hell no, that yeah. like it's like painful. So I'm like, oh, I'll do the easier one, which is like sprinting. Nope, I'm slow. Sprinting is so hard, yeah. The girls on the sprinting team are these like super built, like African-American, like tall girls. And yeah. then I was like, 
Oh. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna be so fast. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Slow. <laughs> I think you'd be fast because you're smaller and quicker. No. Uh, I had moments. Okay. I remember there was like one race where I did do well, but then most of the time it was really bad. And I also had an experience where like there was the pass the baton one, and oh. I like fucked up, and it was it was like did a, you drop it? Yeah. I, <gasps> it was like a passing, and it dropped, and I was oh, like, oh no, man. dang. Wait, hell, I know you also. Did you start volleyball in high school? I did. So actually, we stepped like far far back the first time i ever learned about fitness was actually because we used to watch tv and so i would flip to channels that had people doing like at home exercises Uh uh-huh and they i think they were usually like paid things like if you want to continue the subscription you Mm. can pay for these videos yeah but i would just watch the portion of their like sample of exercises and i would do the exercises at home and i always remember it being like dark like i wouldn't turn on the lights so it was like a secretive thing i was doing almost and my mom oh, would be like what are you doing i'm like i'm working out oh. or i'm just like following their you know their movements and she was like okay this is good and then she would just let me work out in the dark kind of weird <laughs> so so your parents were supportive of like because i remember there was a period you said in school where like sports were more of like a distraction from school and stuff right yeah but yeah how are your parents like perspective on you kind of participating in- they were okay with the at-home videos yeah. start doing track in middle school and then in high school i did track and then i did uh rowing oh and then i did JV. rowing is hard rowing was hard because we had to wake <laughs> up super early in the morning yeah. before going to school so that was pretty it's difficult like a 5 a.m type thing yeah, yeah exactly but i feel like that actually got me very top heavy physically fit because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like arm involved upper body yeah and then i did jv basketball and then i did volleyball but I only stuck to volleyball towards the end because that became the sport that I ended up liking. I mean, that makes sense. You're pretty good at it. I watch her play, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, my parents were not that supportive of sports because they were like, oh, you should be doing homework. Why are Mm -hmm. you, you know taking all this time after school to like do these sports and you're not really focusing on school. And then I would come home at like eight, nine, pretty late sometimes Mm -hmm. after, especially after like an away game, you get Mm -hmm. home pretty late and then I'd be staying up all night to do homework. So they're like, why are you like, you know, stressing yourself out this much in order to stay on top of all of it? But I don't know. It was just, it was fun to me. Yeah. It's like a team thing too. So you build a lot of friendships through sports. I had similar, I did dance team in high school and then we would have competitions. So sometimes you're up at like 5 a.m. and then you Mm -hmm. come home. And my parents, they were never pushy with the activities. And I did get conversations where if they saw that it was affecting schoolwork, they would kind of mention stuff. Mm -hmm. But most of the time they were kind of like... More hands off. More hands off, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I I definitely, in hindsight, I think that what it teaches you about team sports, about Mm -hmm. commitment, that kind of stuff, like it's really important like mm-hmm. I would be supportive of my kids doing that too I think my experience is similar to Janet's I think it sounds like sports was a big part of your life growing up Helen for me it was performing arts I was always did like mm. I did choir since I was 10 and I did show choir my senior year of high school and that was the year I also decided to give swimming a chance at, so I joined the school team I was on JV so the thing is for a show choir I don't think you all know this but it's really physically demanding because we would actually train for an hour every day and then we yeah. do eight hour practices on Saturdays and after school sometimes because you have to have like high stamina to sing and dance yeah. at the same time for 20 minutes straight so then for our show choir we would literally run around the theater and sing like mm. that that was our training and we do like physical activity and we had to sing at the same time I was already drained from that and so I was like let me just do the swimming team but then that was another like an hour and a half of swimming laps. And then by the time I got home, I was exhausted. And then I personally noticed my grade was going down and mm-hmm. I made a decision to like quit swimming because I just didn't, I think I was an overachiever in high school and I was like, I don't want to see my A slip into a B. Yeah. So I was like, I should give up something. So I gave up swimming because like I felt like 
performing arts was my thing I stuck with. So I need to stick with that. So my parents didn't really say anything to me. It's more like I decided not to continue with it. I, in hindsight, should have, I think in high school, it probably did affect my grades a bit. Yeah. But I thought to get into college, you have to have everything. Yeah. But then in college, I stopped on some of the stuff because it, it was competing too much with like scheduling. So. Yeah. It's difficult. Wait, Helen, do you remember what the workout people were that you saw on TV? Like the aerobic instructors? I don't know their Susan names. Summers? Just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe. Like some of them would be yoga, actually. Oh. I think it was like they would be on top of a mountain. Oh, wait, no. Wait, <laughs> and doing do you, yoga. Do you remember Taibo? Oh, oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah, Taibo. That's what it was. Yeah. For, um, e- for four easy payments, so twenty nine ninety five. Exactly, those videos. Actually, so I have funny. memories of doing the same thing though, standing in front of the TV and using those as workout. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, why? Why did we? Why did we do it? I don't. I have no idea. Actually. It's just a thing to do. Yeah, my cousin and I actually we both took dance classes. So growing up, sometimes we would like either watch stuff in front of the TV or mm-hmm. we would we would make up dances together, and then we would watch like the Olympics, like the gymnastics, and sometimes try to do the moves. So. There was, I guess that was kind of a thing growing up. I just imagine Janet like flipping off the couch. <laughs> I did do that. Did you yeah. land? She like sticks her landing. Really, I was really into the Olympic gymnastics summer Olympic sport. Seems like a leotards, yes. Yeah. Summer. I know we talk about culturally like the um, idea of like, you know, women supposed to be like feminine, not be too like athletic. My parents didn't say anything, but I remember we had a really close family friend that he had a daughter around my age and he did not want her to do sports. And he had, I remember hearing him say things in passing, like, you know, for girls, it's like not good for your body to be doing splits like it could stunt your growth and also builds you up to be more muscular so I remember hearing that passively growing up and knowing that that was like a thing but my parents they didn't really deter yeah that is true I I do now that you say that I do remember my dad saying like oh you're such a boy I'm like huh uh. Yeah, like there'd be like off comments. Like they'll never yeah. tell you directly you shouldn't do that. But then you could tell it's like, oh, culturally, maybe this is not common. Yeah. I remember my mom just saying like, oh, don't play any like contact sports. Mm. Like, you know, because you're going to hurt yourself yeah. and being very like concerned. I always like brush off and like, okay, cool. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess culturally, though, I think there is a pretty big dis- distinction between preferences for people who come from like maybe mainland like Asia mm. versus Asian Americans. I mean, this is very generally speaking, but I think usually Asians are more about like the pale skin, more of like the almost like soft, not tone body. Yeah. Because um, that is a sign of, I guess, you don't have to work too hard. You're not like doing hard labor yeah. outdoors or anything like that. So you're maintaining your paleness. Yeah. Versus Asian Americans, I think more people generally like the more like toned, dark skin, tanned look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're almost like opposite. They are looks, opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are opposite. Do you think that had any impact on you growing up that you wanted to maintain maybe more of like the Asian side? Because our parents mm-hmm. are the ones that told us like, don't go into the sun, don't get too dark, yeah. you know, maybe don't work out too hard because you don't want to look like a boy. Did that ever have any impact on you? For me, I don't know. There's no correlation for me in terms of like why I chose not to do it. I just felt uncomfortable myself, not mm-hmm. because of my family. I remember growing up, even though I wasn't like fully physically active, I was always in swim classes in the summer. So I was always really dark and mm-hmm. got tan, but it was like a norm. I think for us, swimming was an activity that my family had to do together too. So we'd like go to my uncle's apartment, like go in the hot tub and swim in the pool. So I felt like being dark skin wasn't a huge issue and for me and my family, but I don't know about you guys. So I think we talked about kind of like there would be like passive comments from family members. So I remember people would call out things like, oh, you're darker because my mom put us in like swimming classes over the summers and stuff. So during the summers, I was like outside a lot mm-hmm. and very active. My grandparents or aunts and uncles would say things like you're darker or, oh, you're like being very active, but they would never follow up with like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Right. Mm. But it's it's kind of like in hindsight, you realize, OK, for them, it was not looked at as maybe like a normal thing. But I think because we grew up here and my ideals of normalness or even 
even of just like attractiveness were more heavily influenced by like the American culture. So yeah, like looking more tan and being more like physically stronger, I guess, was Mm -hmm. like kind of a, a more positive thing. Yeah, I guess it depends on the environment that you grew up in because I think a lot of people would think, oh, your parents instilled these thoughts of what you should look like and that might impact whether or not you want to do fitness whether you or not you want to tan. But I think if your friends in your environment are telling you otherwise, then that's what you're going to stick to more. Yeah, I I do remember my dad saying I have a lot of like nook. It's a a word in Chinese, I don't know, like meat, like Mm. density kind Mm -hmm. of. Then he would be like, oh, you're getting a lot of meat. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Do you think your culture has impacted you and your physical activities? I No, I don't think so. I think like Janet, it's more about like friends that mm. I've surrounded myself with who are also active mm-hmm. and finding the team and friend mentality sort of within volleyball, within the other sports. That's what got me sticking to it. And surrounding myself with those people is what got me into working out too. I always joke around that like even in college I tend to date guys who are really physically active like they go to the gym and they like to like check their diet and I remember in college I always felt kind of ashamed for not being that same type like them and then when the guys I dated made a comment about my food choices and it kind of turned me off to like people like that a little bit because I'm just like oh okay well I'm sorry I don't eat a banana every day like you and go to the gym for two hours Mm. and then I felt kind of like the gym has always been something like foreign place I didn't want to enter because of you know comments or experiences in my past. So I know you've been working out a lot more because your company is doing like a workout goal thing yeah. where you're working out how many times a week? Three times a week. And this is pretty new to you, right, Mel? Yeah, it is It is pretty new. This is the first time I think in my life that I've been consistently going to the gym more than once a week. And I think it's because I actually paid for this gym membership versus having it come. She got membership to Equinox. We're just going to say it. <laughs> oh my God. The, people are going to judge the Olympus towels though that you paid Dude, for. The I know. <laughs> the gyms around where I live aren't the best. And I think for me, especially as someone who's not as comfortable at the gym, you want to find an environment that you feel safe. And for me, I did tour around different places and Equinox was the best fit for where I live. If I live somewhere else, I would have totally spent way less money, mm-hmm. but I don't. So Yes, I chose Equinox as my go-to gym. What do you think it is about like your job is doing this thing where it's like a team thing to Mm -hmm. go to the gym versus like a boyfriend in the past who kind of encouraged you to go to the gym and you're like, "Uh, I don't feel comfortable doing that. You know what it is? I think it's two things. I feel like having like my whole company's involved in it now because we had to actually take a photo and write down what we did and share it with the whole group chat. I feel like all of us are holding each other accountable. And I feel since all of us are doing, we kind of feel like, okay, I want to do it too. So accountability is one. The second thing is I think this time I wanted to do it for myself versus Mm -hmm. like before I felt like I should go to the gym because, you know, my boyfriend likes it and I feel like I should do it for him. But it's for the relationship. But no, it's like, no, this is for me. And I think it's just like as you get older, I'm pretty sure you guys agree, you realize how important your like physical health is Mm -hmm. because for me, it went hand in hand with mental health. I think when I was going through mental health stuff, I was like, yeah, I also need to take care of my body. So I want to make it after choice to really make sure I'm eating right and I'm doing the right workouts. So for me, it's like a, I don't know. I think as you get older, it affects affects your mood. Physically speaking, like being in LA, like we sit in a car all day, right? Just doing things to kind of offset that type of sedentary lifestyle. You do feel physically like more energy and happier. Oh yeah. And I think especially with, you guys like probably know this, we work so much now compared to like in college that you kind of need an outlet, right? So for me, it's like a stress reliever to go to the gym sometimes. Like that's my time. 
you know, to yeah. it on myself. But I think also what you were just saying about like it is very interrelated with mental health. Yeah. That working out and physical activity, so I hear, is definitely a relief for certain mental things that we are go- all going through, right? Yes. Whether it's stress or whatever it is, there's like neurons that get released in your hippocampus and, yeah. and it gives endorphins. you endorphins. Yeah. yeah. So it's an actual, yeah, it's very interrelated and I think that's a really good point that you brought up. What are some things that you were scared of when you started working out? And now that you are going to the gym more consistently, you're like, oh, this wasn't too bad. Like I was very intimidated by these dumbbells, these, Mm -hmm. you know, all these machines, but what are you doing now? And how did you get to a place where you're comfortable doing certain workouts now? And I think this would help people who are very intimidated by the gym. I do think the first thing that really helped me was having a friend, like like a girlfriend of mine be at the gym with me. So I wasn't like alone. I think the first time, even just going to a machine is intimidating. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember went to that crunch machine and I was like, oh, ab crunch. Yeah. yeah. And I looked at it. I was like, oh, I don't know. Where's yeah. my, Did where's you my sit foot on go? it backwards? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally sometimes I had to walk around the rate room. I'm like, I don't know if I could, I don't know what the hell this does. Yeah. 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 But then, um, do you also walk around and you're like, oh, I hope no one sees me looking around. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, what no, I'm doing. Like, totally, totally. But I think the first time is always going to be uncomfortable. But once yeah. you sit or you try it for the first time, it gets better. And yeah. I think it's just like you start to enjoy the feeling. Because I remember Helen was like, oh, I love doing weights. Like, I was like, oh, like I, I never used to do weights. I thought cardio was the thing to do. So mm-hmm. I remember getting the dumbbells and like kind of sitting in my corner, like Googling like how to do certain workouts. And I just started doing it. It felt awkward at first, but then it starts feeling a little bit more natural. I'm not gonna lie. I started doing the bicep curl up and I was like, whoa, I kind of like how my arms look right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think it's also like, it's encouraging seeing you two work out. And like, especially Helen, like I see you use weights. I'm like, wow, like I like how this body part looks. I'm not to sound like, you know, very superficial, but I'm like, you know what? I like how it looks. I know I'm working on a certain part. And I'm like, I want that too. So now do it awkwardly and then I suddenly got get in like in a group of things like oh that's pretty fun and once you start seeing results I feel like that's when it starts getting somewhat addictive and you're yeah. like oh I want to keep building this part of my body that I didn't know that I could build yeah beforehand. like yeah. there's one time I was looking in the mirror I was like oh look, I have some lines on my arm like, what? <laughs> I didn't know this existed you know yeah. and then like even I catch myself like kind of feeling my bicep sometimes at work <laughs> wow <laughs> at work I, know, I was like oh yeah you know, do you like of- the the feeling of soreness I do sometimes I used, I remember when I was younger, I used to, I'm like, oh, I hate that feeling of soreness. And then someone was like, oh, but actually it's like a good hurt because you know that it was effective of what you did. It's like your muscles are breaking down and rebuilding themselves Mm -hmm. to be bigger. Yeah. Talking about the distinction of the different forms of exercise, right? Mm -hmm. Like you could do strength building or you could do more aerobic or cardio. So I think for me, because of my background introduction to kind of physical activity was more dance, which is kind of aerobic. And then also with running, I used to hate running, but I started picking it back up during more out of an incentive to manage like mental health and wellness. So those two have become my go-tos and I love the endorphin lift that I get from cardio. So Mm -hmm. that's what works for me. But I know like Helen got really, really into weights. Every time I've heard Helen talk about the effects of working out it's not about like oh I want this or that like it's more like the ability to do the thing or to have the strength yeah Mm. um and I I find that really like awesome so yeah well I I would say that like my journey with fitness like I also hated working out right middle school then high school did varsity track and I also did not like that because I was never placing I was always just like a person running And I think after that, I stopped running. And then I started running again because of just like life just got really stressful. And Mm -hmm, I think dealing with like mental health and dealing with like all the stress, it was literally just 10 minutes on a treadmill or going on long runs. When I lived in Santa Monica, I would run for like 13 miles and just nonstop and loved it because people watching, everyone there is so active. The sun's hitting your face and it's just like, ah, 
mother nature the waves are like crashing and you're mm-hmm. like yes music <laughs> of nature <laughs> and so that started becoming a thing where i would run long periods of time i still really want to run a marathon one day that's like one of my fitness goals to run the boston marathon actually because i'm from boston so i kind of that feel like would I have be to awesome run it. yeah, so yeah. Full run it with me oh my god I'll, too. <laughs> I'll be there with your water at the yeah. end. <laughs> i started realizing with the pull-up that's my i have an account i've already talked about this before but i have this account called one pull-up mm-hmm. my boyfriend has this account called for the fries so we're tr- this is like our like balance all yeah. of that balance fitness <laughs> accounts yeah the balance between working out and eating fries <laughs> i started becoming laser focused on this goal i don't know why i think it's because i knew that physically that was one thing that i could not do mm. i think a lot of other things like push-ups sit-ups like yes a lot of people can do it yeah but i heard at one point like women who are in the military they have to pass certain exercises they have to pass certain tests mm-hmm. and the pull-up is one that people always opt out of because only even in the military like i think and don't quote me on this but i think it's like three out of ten women can do it and they are already that physically mm. strong that oh, wow. they can't do i think it's like five pull-ups that you need to do to pass the test and so they'll opt out for something else like push-ups mm. or something mm. but they also don't get like the highest ranking because they'll get some points docked for not yeah. being able to do pull-ups mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy so i'm like if that's like physically one of the hardest things to do, I want to be able to do one. Yeah. One of my friends, Josh, he's a trainer. And so he was like, okay, I'm going to help you get to the pull-up. But what you need to do is you need to focus more on weights. You need to focus more on like strength building versus cardio. So then I stopped running on the treadmill. I stopped running and I started focusing on weights. To step back, I did BBG, which is... Uh, oh, uh, oh yeah, I tried that too. It's a beach bikini body something like that something like that kayla it's science so it's her program it's a really popular program and i started doing that at first and that had a lot of weightless training where mm. you're using just your physical body and you mm. can do it in the comforts of your home so i started doing that and that sort of introduced me to less running and more just like working out parts of your body mm-hmm. in your home so more like high intensity things yeah. right mm-hmm. hit training and then when i met josh he was like okay well let's incorporate weights let's do all this stuff and that's when I started seeing results in my body. And I would say that my body's initial reaction was it was getting kind of bulky. And I know a lot of women are very worried about like their bodies bulking up from using weights instead of doing cardio. And I think this is my theory. It might be wrong, but I think it's because you're building up muscle and that's sitting on top of like the fat that's on your body. When you first start like lifting, you're going to see yourself bulking up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then as you continue doing it, your fat goes away yeah. yeah and what's left over is just like the muscle and the tonus of your yeah. body and that's ideally i think what i want in my physique right mm-hmm. so then i started seeing those results and then i started continuing doing like weights and weight training and that's worked out for me that makes sense because i remember you doing the bbg i guess i didn't know your progression was into weights was from josh mm-hmm. i just assumed you did weights and like maybe when you're working in boston i did do weights but i also it was like 50 50 like i would go on like a three five mile run and then go into the gym and then do weights so it was like a mix of both it was more like app workouts too mm. and like a little bit of weights so now i'm like 90% focused on weights and maybe like 10% focused mm-hmm. on just doing cardio to at the beginning of my workouts to just warm up my heart, heart, heart yeah. speed yeah I think growing up one thing I was always concerned about was like going on the scale and checking my weight but then one thing I learned recently because I had a free personal training session <laughs> she kind of evaluated my 
body percentage and my body fat and I realized that your weight will increase when you're building more muscle so yeah, it's like muscle weighs more than fat yeah so then now when I go on the scale and I see the weight I'm like oh my god it's going up but part of me isn't worried as much anymore it's like hey maybe I'm just building more muscle now versus mm-hmm. like before I was like oh my god I gotta like lose five to ten pounds you know so that's something I learned maybe for you beginners that that could be helpful for you so when you go on the scale don't be freaking out if you see your your weight yeah. go up it might be your muscle building instead yeah, and I absolutely saw my like weight go up too when I first started doing BBG, mm. and I was like, oh, this is really bad. Like maybe I should stop doing this. But then your muscle continues to work when you go to sleep, so mm-hmm. that's why people say like your you metabolism be, gets your better, metabolism yeah. gets faster, or that's why people say that you should eat protein like right before bed because oh. then as your body's like metabolizing mm-hmm. or whatever it is, right, the protein is also helping your body work throughout the your sleep period too. Yeah, yeah similar to Helen, I also had tried BBG, and I. So I tested it out and I was kind of like playing around with different ways of mixing up workout routines. But I learned that like I really don't enjoy high intensity fitness. I'm the same. I'm the same. And for me, the role that working out played in my life was like it was a period where I wanted to be able to enjoy the time that I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And even though I knew it was like more like I would save time because I think BBG was like 20 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was doing that, I have less time than I'm spending on that. It's faster. And then you probably have like better physical results. But I just like during those 20 minutes, I was always like, I really am not liking this. Like I'm not enjoying it and I'd almost rather spend more time like I would do an hour if I run like Mm -hmm. maybe like lesser results or whatever but then the results of like my mental wellness I felt like were a lot better and I actually enjoyed the hours I was like I would rather spend 40 extra minutes doing something that like I enjoyed Mm -hmm. so all to say though that is like figure out what works for you and different Mm -hmm. things work for different people. So Mm -hmm. the best thing is to experiment and try a bunch of different stuff. So speaking of what works best for you guys, what is your current, I guess, workout routine during the week? Like what time do you go and what classes or what, what do you do at the gym or not the gym? What do you guys do in general for workouts? So I have a gym that's in my condo. Mm -hmm. So it's very convenient. We just go upstairs and usually I do jumping jacks to just, again, increase my like heart speed and start getting myself to sweat and feel like I'm like not lazy and just start working out. It's like the <laughs> easiest thing to do, right? To pick it Pump up. Pick yourself up. Exactly. Yeah. That and then sometimes maybe burpees if I'm feeling aggressive. Oh my God, burpees are... Oh God. When I say I don't like high intensity. <laughs> that's the, that's that's the like, epitome of what yeah, I don't I think like. Yeah. And I have like opposite <laughs> workout preferences. Burpees are like one of the best because it's like a yeah. full body yeah, thing, very... right? Because you're using your legs, you're using your arms, yeah, yeah. you're doing push-ups. You're, it's, it's a really good exercise is, to do it and is, it really yeah. doesn't I just don't like them I don't love them either I definitely don't love them either but then after that I'll do like bicep curls so one thing I'm trying to do with like pull-ups right now is to just like hang from the pull-up oh, bar yeah. that's actually an exercise in itself because it's training your grip strength and it's also training your body to like work that uh, your shoulders and your mm-hmm. back right in your lats so that and then doing more pull-up exercises I focus a lot on my arms these days because I really it's been like three years and I haven't gotten to it yet you it's got, really hard I believe yeah. in you I believe in you it's yeah really I actually didn't know the history of the pull-up um, so that was actually very informative and I think it makes sense because we've talked about this where like the build of the female body is different than the male body so I think that's probably why for most women like biology works against us to be able to do a pull-up we're a lot more bottom heavy yes. than men mm, yeah, yeah yeah when do you work out then so i try to go in the morning when i can but lately it's been more like after work mm-hmm. and our gym closes at 11 so we're pretty often up there at like 10 got it so like how long are your workouts then it could be an hour but lately it's been more like 30 minutes okay. and even like before we started recording today like i just did 20 minutes at home mm-hmm. right so like roll out my mat do like jumping jacks burpees and then do like some tricep dips using oh, the table behind me just to, hard too yeah those, they're, they're hard i was like sweating um and then like ab workouts i always 
our friend Cassie. I always look at her workouts. Oh They're her so good. Are, I've used a couple of her videos. I die yeah. all the time when I do yeah. her workouts. Like, how the F are you talking at the same yeah. time? <laughs> I, right? I can barely breathe. Yeah. Me too. How about you, Janet? I've gotten more into yoga recently, or the last like six months more consistently. And you get um, 100 days of yoga. Yeah, yeah. or 100, yeah, 100 sessions. Oh, 100, 100 sessions. Um, yeah. I go to a studio in downtown and they do kind of a fusion hot yoga. So I feel like it's really, I love that I get in the like mind body physical stretching but also because it's a heated room and unlike other hot yoga studios they have a specific like infrared light so it's almost like when you sit in a sauna Mm -hmm. so when I come out of class I literally feel like I just like came from the spa a little bit and also got a good workout um and I I will sometimes go I've hit a couple of their like 6 a.m classes and then sometimes I also like going like at night because I found that when I end my day after an hour-long drive from work, mm. I'm really pissy. But if I go to yoga and then that's the thing that ends my day, like then I'm in a much better mood. So more zen. Because I know you also have a gym in your yeah. So yeah. Do, is there, do you go to your gym or do you just go to your yoga classes? I I mostly it's been yoga really predominantly, and then the gym I really only use the treadmill, so I'll go mm. for like short runs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried a couple of the weight things, but yeah, I just don't really enjoy the weights as much, so mm-hmm. I just. I don't really. I'm mostly using the treadmill. How about you, Mel? I'm going to go back a little bit. So the reason why I chose Equinox was because I was researching actually a lot of different studios around mm-hmm. here. I was like looking into Orange Theory. I looked into ClassPass. The reason why I chose Equinox is that it has weights that I could I could play with and learn, has like machines, and also has a lot of classes I can take and all in one space. So for me, my routine is on like two days out of the week, I would try to go in there and do like 20 minutes of cardio, which really means I'm on the cycle checking my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a thing. It is. It's all multitasking, right? And then I like you do the the cycling versus say like elliptical or treadmill. I I like to vary depending on my Mm -hmm. mood. It's either the elliptical, the treadmill, the bike, or the stairs. Mm-hmm. One of those. Mm-hmm. And then I do the rest is just weights. It's like free weights and walking around the different machines. But one of the days out of the week, there's a Pilates class I like to take. So for me, I'm still trying to figure out the right type of classes there I enjoy. But I do like to mix it up to have one day of classes at least. Or maybe go up to two. But yeah, that is my routine. I like to go actually after work. I can't wake up early enough to go to the gym. I tried. It's really hard. But that's my routine. All right, so one thing I realized is that working out is kind of like a win-win situation because A, yeah, you're taking care of your mental health by working out, but honestly, B, you're looking better because, you know, hey, like working out, that's like the result of it. It's like you feel better about your body. You look better in your your clothes and all these things. And I'm not gonna lie, like one reason why I got into working out is because I do want to feel more confident about my body. My body type is considered like the skinny fat where it's like I am more thin, but I do have a lot of meat that it's just not, I'm not in shape pretty much. And so I'm a little squishy that underneath my shirts. I think honestly, just seeing you two ladies, I'm not gonna lie, like during one of our photo shoots, you guys both came out. I'm like, fuck, these girls look so good. And I want to look like that. Mel, you look bomb during those photo shoots. Are you kidding me? I know, but like, I'm not saying that's the main reason why I'm going to the gym. I'm also doing it for me. I guess like, even when I go like to like the pool with you guys, I look at your bodies. I'm like, I think to myself, one day in my life, I want to look physically banging. I want to hit 30 with like hot as fuck. You know, I think knowing your intentions going to working out, it's okay. If I, part of my reason is I want to look physically better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think all women just living in society, right? Like you're going to have those thoughts and you're going to have those experiences. Mm -hmm. One way that I felt is like kind of a good way to frame the mentality to have is 
to you're not trying to replicate someone else's body Mm -hmm. everyone's body is different Mm -hmm. so you do that to be the best version of yourself yep right and so if your clothes fit better and that your form of exercise that you're hitting that that goal that you wanted to do Mm -hmm. with like whether it's a pull-up whether it's a certain type of yoga pose that escapes me now (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so it's learning to focus on the effects of it versus like the actual like just the look of the ab or like the size of your i don't know leg or something like that size of your leg (laughs) I'm at a loss, for example. (laughs) I think there is some gray line between like wanting to feel good and working out because you want to help your mental state and all that. But at the same time, I think people want to look good, right? Mm -hmm. And it's okay to admit that you are, sure, a little bit vain. Like if you care about your looks, Mm -hmm. if you care about how your body fits in your clothing and all of that, there is some vanity component to it. And I think that's okay because everyone's going through it yeah so to talk about it openly without feeling embarrassed or shame yeah. that you're working out to look good why like yeah everyone's going through it yeah, i think own up to it i yeah. think in this popular topic of like self-love like that is an act of self-love to care about how you look physically right because mm-hmm. i actually i think i went through a phase where i'm like you shouldn't care about your body blah, blah blah but then if you're not taking care of yourself like that was actually having the opposite effect i'm like i'm not showing myself love mm-hmm. by right by not exercising just for the sake of like not falling into the patriarchy or whatever that is you know yeah and you're I just letting yourself go yeah, yeah yeah and i think another thing is that like i don't think anyone should judge anyone in the gym like if, i know a lot of people are scared and intimidated by the gym but i saw this post one day where it's like if you see like a big person at a treadmill and you make fun of them that's literally like making fun of a homeless person trying to get a job like they're trying to do something for themselves and everyone's going through some journey fitness journey at some point in time and everyone's there at different points in their life Mm -hmm. so don't judge anyone at the gym if it's like a really like obese person on the treadmill it's like yeah i actually applaud that person for going yeah for sure same. Well, Helen says also works for people who are insecure to start going to the gym because I think one thought I had going was like everyone's gonna be looking at me. They know that well, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in here. But honestly, like she said, like everyone has a beginning. Mm-hmm. Everyone's actually focused on themselves in there. They are. That's no one cares true. about what anyone yeah. else is doing. So for those of you guys who are also nervous of starting, don't be. And if they are looking at you, then that's awkward as fuck. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, why are you looking around? Maybe they want to holler, but okay. <laughs> And I think one thing is also if you go up to the machines, put like the lightest weight on, yeah, like the 10 pound or whatever, mm-hmm. and just like get used to the motion of what that machine is supposed to do. Yeah. And then once you get more comfortable, you know, increase the weights. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're, you don't have to go up there and just be like, like 100 pounds and be like extremely good at it right away. Just mm-hmm. start like small. Yeah. If, you're, you're, if you feel uncomfortable with like people looking at you, like just, just figure out yeah. how to do it first and then up the weights. Yeah. And I think that approach for weights is the same that I would recommend for anyone who wants to get into anything more aerobic. Like with running, the way that I kind of switched my mindset from like really hating it to then it becoming like an awesome thing that I incorporate regularly is I just started with walks and I would go on walks with like my friend. We would, you know, go and grab coffee and then slowly it would turn into walks on my own and then pro- part of the walk I started jogging running so like building it up slowly over time so like Helen said you know you go for a bite-sized thing and don't feel like overwhelmed with having to like start day one like you know super extreme yeah to close out this episode do you guys have any fitness goals something in the future that you're working towards so I'd already talked about my very long standing pull-up goal that's been going on for a long period of time and the marathon that's something that I want to do fitness wise as well how about you ladies I don't have a specific yoga pose but I know for sure like 
doing the headstand actually was a really big thing for me. So I've been <gasps> you yoga-ing. can do a headstand. I've been yoga yoga-ing for a really long time. Yoga-ing. And I've never, <laughs> um, I had never been able to do that. And then the last six months since I became more committed regularly, like I hit the headstand. Wow. But the hand do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I might crash into something. So. Okay. <laughs> but the handstand is actually harder. Yeah. So I think I would love to hit that. And then similar to Helen with the marathon, I've always danced around the idea. Mm. I can't even get to a half marathon. I haven't really done that. And I feel like I don't know that I'd want to push my body past that point. But potentially I could dance around the idea of committing to a marathon. Maybe like in 10 years. All right. We committed. <laughs> we committed. I'll be there yeah. <laughs> at the end. Mel, how about you? I think I'm still entering my fitness journey, so I don't have hard goals yet, but I do want to just maintain at least going like three times a week. Yeah, that's you know, a that's, great goal. Yeah. Or working Keeping out three times a habit. week. Yeah. But I guess if I had to you know, speak out of vain, I guess a body goal I'd love to have is like, I would love to have like those, I don't know what it's called, those lines on your abs. So when you wear like weeks. I want nice obliques, like that Britney Spears 2000 body, you know? I want that. But yeah, that's just totally me being vain. On a side note, I actually been wanting to try a dance class because I yeah, think for I me, know. that's something I enjoy that's physical, that it feels like it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. I just haven't brought myself to actually do it more consistently. I know my roommate teaches a class every week and I only went once and I really enjoyed it. So I want to keep going. I want to do more because it's something I've always wanted to try, but I, I just haven't really put the time into really going. And Mel's an extremely good dancer. So uh, we'll, no. we'll yeah. come, well, Those Jen and I will come join you yeah. for that. We talked about that. Too. That'd be fun. So thanks everyone for joining us as we talk through our fitness journey from the at-home workout videos in the dark (laughs) to uh, where we are now. And I think it's important to know that, you know, everyone is on their fitness journey, on their physical health journey, and wherever you are, that's okay. Hopefully we gave a little bit of insight of how our journey has been and is now. And, you know, Mel, Jen, and I, we all do different things and that it's okay. You figure out what it is that you like to do and just consistency i think is the key here yes. developing good habits so if you guys enjoyed this episode you can find us on itunes at abg asian boss girl we're also on stitcher overcast spotify so all the podcasting platforms and leave us a comment on our latest ig post with your favorite workout or workout routine i think it'd be really cool if abg had like a, a group class with other people that are in the area you know, mean, do like a soul yeah. cycle class or something sure we could do a dance class we dance could do a soul cycle yeah maybe a boxing class yeah let us know in the comments if you guys would like to join us for that too yeah if you guys want to join us maybe we will do something all together like a meetup slash workout session that'd yes. be that'd be awesome. fun yeah we'll catch you guys on the next episode bye, bye.